Hey, this is the one-man goldmine, the one-man enterprise of professional wrestling and all entertainment, Flynn Hendricks. And you better believe when I'm looking for a good podcast to listen to, I go to my own. I go to the I Know You Hear Me podcast hosted by me, Flynn Hendricks. That is such a fresh perspective for how you should look at life, too. Like, I just, I love that. And then when I'm feeling spooky, I go to my other podcast, Tales from the Haunt, where myself, yeah. I want my head shoved inside a 15-pound silicone mask more. You know, <laughs> I want to have a bucket of sweat coming off me at the end of the night. And just Jeff. Dogs don't like eggs, please. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. Talk to other scare actors about what it takes to get into the world of scare acting. So if you're curious about how people became professional wrestlers, actors, prioritized their mental health, became entrepreneurs, avoided burnout, or got into scare acting, you need to go check out I Know You Hear Me and Tales from the Haunt, available on all podcasting platforms. And I know you hear me. And welcome to the PWZ podcast. This is Rick Del Santo, and joining me today, Showtime Marcel Williams. What's going on, Marcel? What's going on? Happy New Year. Um, we are here on a brand yeah. new year, 2023. What did you uh, think about a few years ago, maybe 20 years ago, what 2023 would be like? Well, when I was a kid, what what year was the, was the Jetsons in the year two thousand or something like that? And you thought it was uh, going to be flying cars and robots serving your food and stuff, and skyscrapers uh, in the middle of the yeah. air. And, yeah, yeah. You think that? Uh, and now look at this. Uh, we're still the same old crabs that we that we were before. Yeah. Well, we have self driving cars, and electric cars. So I guess it's something. Yeah, we do. Um, I know we've been off for a while. Um, but I also want to give my my prayers and my thoughts to Buffalo. Yes, that snowstorm they had it was a, it was a real deadly snowstorm, and I give my thoughts and prayers to the people that were stranded out there and lost family and everything. So it's been a long time since we've been on here, so I just want to give my thoughts and prayers to Buffalo. Yeah, we've had uh, quite uh, quite some uh, eventful couple months, really. I mean, not a lot of newsworthy items, uh, such as today, but uh, we'll be getting into the news in uh, just a second. But a lot of crazy stuff, a lot of crazy stuff. And, uh, of course, the end of the year is uh, somewhat slow, but, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we've been, we took some time off to just kind of rest up, and we're fully rested. We're fully back. Well, at least I hope so. so hope so. Yeah. At this age, you never can tell, really. True, true. So uh, with the big breaking news now, I guess we can jump right in. Vince McMahon is trying to force his way back in to um, WWE, trying to fight with the board of directors, basically hold the WWE hostage. He is the majority shareholder. He yeah. wants to get in. And rumor is because he wants to um, get in and try to sell the company. Well, the thing is, if he's not brought back, he's basically saying that he will not approve any meteorite deals or sales. So, like you say, holding it hostage and 
that's a big deal, man. I mean, they rely on these uh, media right deals and they rely on the sale that hopefully that we've been talking about for almost a few years now that they trying to get, whether it's through Amazon, whether it's through Disney, whether it's through any big companies that want to buy them, they uh, the only way the sale is going to happen is through the man himself, Vince McMahon. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about. Getting, uh, I saw online somebody was questioning, "What do you think the morale is going to be like now if he uh, forces his way back in?" What do you think it's like now that everybody is uh, finding this news out? Um, the morale backstage may be a little confusing. It may be down, and some may be up. You just never know who, who, and what felt um, with this news. You know, um, Vince McMahon is a controversial character right now and everybody want to know what's going on with this dude what he's doing since uh his departure his uh resign of being the chairman of this company and um i guess the plan is has been all along of, was of him trying to make this return back so um now we see the wall street journal is releasing more stuff that's going on with him and I mean, this is a big deal, man. I mean, a few months ago, we thought this was the biggest news of the last century with Vincent Man resigning. But we got big news on top of that of him trying to come back and get that throne back. So uh, do you think I guess that um, when a couple months ago he had stated that he um, guess he got false information or he was advised uh, wrongly, then that's why he felt like he shouldn't have actually left. Um, so uh, basically he was going to stay out till it cooled down. Do you think that uh, this is him that's cooled down and that he's coming back? I mean, there was a whole documentary that aired about him uh, just, what, a month ago on Vice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the nine lives of uh, Vincent Man, And, you know, a lot of things were left out that uh, should have been in that documentary, but Obviously, um, a lot of things can't be exposed right now because, you know, just I think by the time the documentary was even made, they had this Wall Street Journal stuff was happening. So right. it's, it's like probably, probably they probably can't even add anything to it. But right now, um, we're in a state of limbo because obviously the stock prices are up for WWE. They've been up since he resigned. Um, there's been a lot of more ticket sales going on. WrestleMania having the biggest ticket sales to date, uh, in Los Angeles this year. And then the rumble is (laughs) the the rumble is the biggest gate ever in rumble history at the Alamo dome. So, um, all this stuff that happened with this man resigning was a big deal for WWE. But right now we shall see. I mean, he could do it. I mean, he, he got the majority of the shares. So he could do it. It's just up to um, the board of directors, which he decided to use George Barrios. And um, I think it was uh, George Barrios and Michelle Wilson. Yep. Uh, Ms. Wilson and Mr. Barrios are highly qualified directors whose professional experience positions them uh, will well, excuse me, to help the company achieve the best possible outcomes in both initiatives as former WWE co-presidents. And board members, they are in, excuse me, 
intimately familiar with industry dynamics and the organization's operations and have helped guide the company through past successful media rights negotiations. So I got a question too, um, since you said all that. Didn't George Barrios and Michelle Wilson get uh released? That was in the last couple of years, I believe. Yeah, I believe in the last couple of years. So that's kind of weird because they was released for Nick Khan, right? Because yeah. Nick Khan, because when, when he started coming in and cleaning house, basically. Yeah. So this is kind of weird that he's using the two people that he actually let go to actually yeah. use them to bring him back. That's that's the most corporate thing I ever seen in my life. Yeah, well, like you said, it's the most corporate thing. <laughs> but once you're out of WWE, are you ever truly out of WWE? That's the other question. Yeah, obviously they had shares with the company still, still part of board directors. They just yeah. lost the position that they was in. But it's kind of weird that you have two people that would take up for somebody that released them yeah. from their position. <laughs> it's crazy. And I believe Wilson was making a ton of money. I believe yes. at that time period. So I think that they made the big deal of mentioning that in an article after they got released. And was it Stephanie McMahon that took her position after that? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, any other opinions on this? Um, this is one of those situations the only time would tell. Only yeah. uh, you know, just like the uh, you know, I don't want to keep harping on the same stuff, but like just like the brawl out. We will we, we will see. Well, the CM Punk will return to AEW or wrestling in general. You is is you just go hear rumors until you actually see it. So my I'll other, believe it when I see it. My other question is, and we can talk about Punk in a minute because there are a lot of talk lately. So, um, uh, my other question regarding this is: Is he just going to come in and try to help uh, sell the company? Uh, so he can continue his retirement. Is he going to continue to? Uh, is Hunter going to continue to have head of creative and, and what capacity is Vince really going to have outside of trying to uh, initiate the sale? I mean, the way this situation is, is look like he's saying that the company will not sell or get media rights unless he's back as chairman. Right. So, I mean, he could have stayed in the position that he was at and still had a decision to sell the company or have media rights. That's the messed up thing about it here. Is so he's trying to be the chairman again. So you know if he's trying to be a chairman again, he's trying to sit in that chair again in Gorilla. It's just gonna be a confusing situation because Triple H is on his uh he's on his role right now of doing what he's been doing with creative and probably have certain um certain roads, no point intended, uh going forward in the future of twenty twenty three and beyond, but um, sooner or later, I mean, only time will tell. We got we guys uh, sit down and see whether uh, Stephanie McMahon got pop up on television with a big announcement or something pops up. Something. I said to hear that he had sent a letter in late December detailing his desire to return to the company uh, to spearhead a sales process. WWE's board responded to McMahon that they are willing to work with him on a review process for a sale, but unanimously agreed McMahon returning to the company was not in the best interest for the shareholders. Nick, I mean, let's let's remember the controversy that was going on here between rape scandals, between um, sexual harassment scandals, 
with him going on with tanning uh, salons and female referees and and some other stuff that I will not mention here that I've heard from other people. Right. But um, it's just to the point now. Um, this guy is a black eye for the WWE right now. What, we're in a what, different... <laughs> we in different light. We we yeah. in the Me Too cancel culture movement right now. Yeah, and you could at me at Showtime Marcel, which is right here, because you know I'm telling the truth. It's the cancel culture Me Too movement, and um, it is what it is. Vince McMahon wants a uh, figurehead. Um, I want to say squeaky clean, but he had his uh, controversial moments, but he didn't have the moments that he's been having now. And um, now he's currently the black eye of the WWE right now. Yeah, Uh, man, it's going to be interesting to see this situation unfold. I'm sure tomorrow we might have some more news. And uh, if we do, I'll probably jump back on. I don't know if uh, if you're interested, if you're if you're available. Uh, but if there is something else that comes out in the coming days, I'm definitely going to jump on and talk about it. So, yeah. Well, you know, God willing, I'll make it on here. You know, um, is we we talk behind the scenes. It's been an eventful month for me, even though the year just started. And um, but I'm here. Um, but God willing, I'll be on next episodes as well. I'm sh- I'm sure you will be. You just, I, I, I hope so. You make it. You make it. <laughs> I'll make it. I always say it every get, day. I'll make it. Just got to get through this winter. We'll be okay. You know, and we haven't even we haven't even had a bad winter yet. Listen, we haven't had. That's no, the thing too. Yeah. yeah, that that's the thing. Like you got to get through the winter, but then you got you got some idiots out here that want to be speed racers. Trust me, dude. I know. I know. Let me tell you. I know you were speaking about your 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 accident, but that was uh was the last week of the week before I was coming up Route sixty eight here. For anybody that you know lived in Connecticut, and you know where that is. I'm trying to go around this guy, and every time that you know I get home at late at night, sometimes I'm trying to go around this guy. Every time I try to go around this guy, the guy speeds up. Mm-hmm. Speeds up. It won't let me around him, and then all of a sudden he just decides to drive incredibly slow yes. while I'm in back of him. So then I try to go around him, and then he just starts speeding up. And all I'm trying to do literally is to get back home from work. I work late sometimes, and that's it. And then finally, I just like the guy kept doing it the whole road. I was like, "This guy's." Yes, I'm gonna swear a fucking dick. All right, yeah. like <laughs> I eventually just freaking turned the car down a different road and said, "I can't take this anymore." Yeah, it's it's it's, it's to that now. Um... You know, we gotta do a PSA right here, a public service announcement. Please be safe out there on the roads. And there's only a few in the, that's probably watching right now that know that I was in an accident, but I was in another one. And so that's two accidents within the last four weeks. And I just wanna let everybody know that uh just to be safe out there, just be safe out there. There's crazy drivers out there, there's new and drunk drivers and and whatever drivers possible, just just be safe out there because it's, it's dangerous out there. Weather, dry road, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And don't forget, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on on the highways as of late here in Connecticut as well. I'm sure you've read that uh, there was a couple accidents, a couple shootings as well on the highways. Uh, yeah. And one was on Route 15, literally a couple hours before, like after I drove past it, and then it was running right on 95 on uh, in Milford, and both both sides of the highway were shut down. 
yes, yeah, it's, it's a lot of that going on. And then there's also a lot of people going the wrong way, doing head-to-head crashes. Yeah. Uh, earlier, uh, earlier, I read an article about a Connecticut senator that died, I think, last night. He just got inaugurated for a third term, and he was heading home and got into a head-on crash and passed away. So it's, it's, it's dangerous out here. Just keep your eyes open. Remember when you're driving, you got to drive for everybody. Not yeah. only yourself, but everybody. So just be safe out there. And we've uh, turned into a public service announcement podcast on top of it. Yes, we so. did. Yes, we did. All right. <laughs> Cancel culture, uh, me too, and drunk driving and road rage all in, one, all in five minutes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> So, where do you want to go first, Wrestle Kingdom or AEW? We could talk about Wrestle Kingdom. That was first. All right. Yeah, this past, I believe it. Oh, geez, I'm gonna get my days mixed up. The fourth. So it was yesterday, I guess, overnight. You know, considering we're in the U.S. <laughs> um, I thought Wrestle Kingdom. I guess they drew roughly over twenty-five thousand fans there, um, in the Tokyo Dome. So it was very nice. Uh, very nice event. I thought it was a really, really good event. Um, the show was damn near seven hours. However, uh, I don't remember, what was it last year? Not last year. Maybe the year before you and I were complaining that WrestleMania was too long these days, but uh, now they break it up into two nights. So, <laughs> well, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> now it's to the point now. Um, Wrestle Kingdom, uh, every year here at the beginning of January, January 4th, as we uh, come here annually for this event, is a very long event. It was two nights. Now it's back to one night, seven hours. Mm-hmm. And um, we already know it's always a match of your candidate on January 4th, every time. So as we get through this event, there was big news that came out this event. I have watched some of the event. I watched highlights of certain uh, parts of the event. Um, I will watch the whole event in its entirety because it seemed like it's a, a, a one-day job for me. Yeah. Seven hours. So I may need a lunch break in between. But um, I did watch uh Okada match, uh, Will Ospreay match with Kenny Omega. Um, I did see the uh, Mercedes Monet um, debut and a few other things as we go through this event. I did see most of the show all right let's um i'm gonna start there with the uh, i'm gonna really i just have the title matches here there were six title changes um wh- before we get actually before we get into that there's a couple event uh incidents in the show or moments in the show that i, I really enjoyed mm-hmm. it was the match where tatsumi fujinami appeared in the six ta- six man tag team match uh in tribute to antonio and noki which you know, uh, if you grew up in the 1980s, uh, 70s even, uh, you know who uh, Fujinami is. He former yes. WWF uh, junior heavyweight champion when they had the, that belt back in the day. And I think that he ended up holding on to the belt and bringing it to Japan when they dissolved the title mm-hmm. uh, in the early 80s. Uh, so it was really nice to see him. Uh, of course, he just wrestled. He was very slouched over throughout the whole time, but... And, of course, he had that legendary match with Ric Flair where there was the controversy over the NWA world title in 1990. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they wrestled, the, they headlined Super Brawl. 
So yeah, the guy's a legend. So it was really great to see him. And then of course it was, um, you know, I had watched the pro wrestling Noah show the night before, was it the night before or two nights before with uh, Muta yeah. against uh, Nakamura, which I thought it was a very good show. I thought that match for Muta being what, 60 years old and the shape mm-hmm. that he's in, I thought it was a pretty damn good match for what Muta could do uh, at this time. I think, uh, Let's be honest. I think Nakamura carried him much through that match, and I thought it was uh, it was probably an honor for Nakamura to wrestle somebody like him. Absolutely. But it was very great to see Muda coming out uh, as is under his uh, you know the gimmick that he had at that time, the Kajimuto, uh, mm-hmm. come out in that gear. Um, just what two nights later to wrestle in the Tokyo Dome one last time for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, that's pretty. You know, it meant a lot. Yeah, it did, and he will be back there at Tokyo Dome again for the Pro Wrestling Noah event yep. later on this year. So, like Rick said, the last Tokyo Dome appearance under the New Japan brand, and this yep. was special. This was a special deal, and especially with his uh, his former student. Always going to be a student, Sonata. Yeah, I think that we're going to see that. Uh, I think that his was that final match for Noah is at the end of the, this month or the beginning of next month? I don't I think it's the beginning of next month. I got to do my okay. research, but I think it's beginning yeah. of next month. I'm going to, uh, I really, you know, I'm going to bring uh coverage of that here. Cause I'm really interested in seeing that match. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a great mood. I mean, the guy's a legend. I'd love to sit there and watch that. Uh, the dude changed the game in the eighties. Oh, 100%. You know, it's funny that you were saying that I went back through some of our older episodes. Now, if anybody, if you follow us on TikTok, PWZ Pod, I've been uploading a lot of clips of uh, our older episodes, interviews, clips of a really good conversation. So um, there was a conversation where when we talked about Muda making his appearance in um, AEW, so that that clip is up there. It's very. Uh, it was a fun conversation because as at the time we were trying to remember where we discovered him in that uh, in the conversation, you know, going back in history. These brains were getting old. We don't <laughs> remember a lot sometimes. <laughs> but I had forgotten. Uh, now, in that conversation, listening to it, I had actually somehow this popped into my head. I remember this that uh, I didn't bring it up in that conversation. He did wrestle for World Class before going to uh, to WCW as well. Mm-hmm. In, in the 80s so I, I totally forgot that and the you know and florida so that was um i guess i'm coming back months later to say that but whatever <laughs> <laughs> now there's a lot of hidden classics with uh great Muda. he has wrestled a who's who of professional wrestling he has wrestled um he has wrestled rick flair he has wrestled sting he has wrestled william rigo he has wrestled um paul orndorff <laughs> he has wrestled Steve Austin, he has yeah. wrestled the who's who of professional wrestling, and he's a legend in this business. And um, hopefully, he becomes—he's already a Hall of Famer in everybody's hearts. But sooner or later, hopefully, in all of professional wrestling. Let's not forget—he uh, had a classic with Hulk Hogan in uh, New Japan in the 1990s as well, and that's where a lot of people discovered Hogan could actually wrestle. Bet yep. you didn't know that. So, oh, I did know that. I didn't well, know Hogan. Um, yeah. I knew that. No, everybody thinks Hogan you know, had to work that night. Yeah, he had to work because he was going <laughs> up against the guy that you know is gonna make him work. But he, you know, he hadn't his uh WWE days or you know, at the time period, what was he doing? He was doing a show. He wasn't he didn't have to uh work the way he did with Muda. He Japan's a completely different crowd 
if you're going to yeah. go over there doing that showboat and stuff, they're going to laugh you out of the building. I mean, as we go on throughout this event, as we approach um, Mercedes Marnet, I'm really going to uh, put it out there about how much different uh, Japan wrestling is towards uh, USA wrestling. Well, I'm going to start with that, actually. So um, it's nice. the uh, the Women's Championship, IWGP Women's Championship. Kairi Sane defeated Tam Nakano uh, to retain the title. Mercedes Monet, no, uh, Monet is how she wants to pronounce it, I've heard. So she came out uh, and she tried to do that maneuver and just botched it. Tried to. Well, she didn't know, botch it. Kyrie actually botched it. If you look at it, yes. uh, what Kyrie really was supposed to do is that land on her knees. She's supposed to land it on her feet and then take it. But yeah. um, things happen. Wrestling ain't perfect. And um, it's just unfortunate because it was, it was her debut. But I kind of feel the promo didn't click as well with everybody that was watching New Japan in the audience as well because it felt like a WWE promo to me. Felt like uh, I don't want to say it was like produced, but I kind of feel like she grew and was hoping that it might register, and it right. didn't register. But as I go along and and say, Japan, uh, Japan wrestling is a very different animal, and mm-hmm. we have said, and there's many fans out there on social media that will say Sasha is one of the best in the world. Well, we're about to see whether she's the best in the world. Now, I like Sasha. Sasha Sasha Banks, now Mercedes Monet. Um, I do I'm, like her. She's a, she's a very good performer. But it's a whole different animal. She's going to be put to the test now to see how... like She's good. She's very good at what she does and, and puts on really great matches within uh, the WWE sports entertainment uh, system. And she's a northeast girl as well, so you know, yes, from, she is. Uh, from, our, from our area. So, uh, she's wrestled in New England area, and so it's going to be interesting to see her go and uh, work a match in Japan. So, apparently, she's got a six match deal or something like that. I haven't heard that, but she does. Yeah. Uh, that's a very big deal, and she's getting paid. I heard she's getting paid more than Jericho was getting paid. Wow. So the other uh, speculation is that uh, she may go back to WWE, that WWE does want her back, and that she's just, um, they're just saying, hey, get this out of your system, and then hopefully they're going to try to sit and have a conversation with her. Um, we'll see how, how true that is um, coming up. Now, of course, um, they're also saying that uh, she's not going to AEW as well. I know there's a lot of rumors and speculation on that as well. Yeah, um, obviously, we as we go on later on about the Dynamite review, um, the bubbles burst. But was it? Because you just never know. Um, like she said, she she said in a press conference after her debut that she's about to travel the world, and the world is big. So I mean, she she got a lot a lot of talent. So. I mean, if she haven't came back to WWE yet now, um, look out. She's going to um, hopefully show us how the best in the world she is. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want her to embarrass herself. She shouldn't have worn no heels, though, for this debut. She should have just wore some flats if 
she gonna just do that move. But uh, I mean, what her, her new outfit, her new uh, getup. I was it was it was dope, but like her hair. Yeah, it was dope. Her hair was dope. It was different. It's just the fact is like, and Charlotte Flair, I give it to her too. Like these women know how to like work in their heels. Yeah, and God bless them. But the move that she was trying to do, it was not going to work in no hills. Even though Kyrie messed it up, it still wasn't going to yeah. work in no hills. And I have seen Charlotte as we seen her return last Friday. Like yeah. I've seen her working some hills and done some stuff. And I'm like, I don't even know how the hell is she still on her feet. So God bless the women that are good on their hills. Yeah. So from there, we had the IWGP Tag Team Championship. Um, was it Hiroku Goto and Yoshihashi? They defeated FTR, Dex Howard, and Cash Wheeler to win the title. It's uh, FTR just losing title after title after title. We knew that was coming, we yeah. knew soon it was gonna come. I mean, they yeah. held the titles long enough. Um, they lost the uh, triple A tag titles a few weeks ago, and they just lost this one, and they lost to the uh, Gun Club a few weeks ago before they even like. Even before they started losing all these titles, they lost the yeah. ROH titles before all this. It's just like they on a losing streak streak right now, and um, hopefully they get back on it. I know they're about to be free agents soon. Um, they want to go in limbo for a little bit and work the Indies, and we see uh, Dax Harwood doing a podcast. But um, yeah, FTR took the loss at the Tokyo Dome debut at the Tokyo Dome as well. Yeah, speaking of. Uh... We're them working the Indies. I'm going to bring up uh, another topic a little bit later. Um, well, let me just bring it up now. So, you know, um, the IW, IWTV just crowned their first independent tag team championship uh, over this past weekend. And by defeating people we know very well, the Miracle Generation, Flash and Kylon, in the finals with the uh, injured Flash. So he couldn't get in the match and Kylon wrestled the handicap match, basically. Mm-hmm. In the post-match promo, I had uh, clipped it and played it uh, in my uh, review of the show that uh, Violence is Forever has laid out a challenge, basically, to FTR. Mm. So if they do, uh, they're probably – well, obviously, there's a reason why they're holding those independent tag team championships. Uh, They are one of the best tag teams on the indies. Mm. Will – this match materialize and come about if FTR is about to be free agents and start working shows around the Indies. So that's a question that I have, and that's a match I'd really like to see. Um, all I have to say is, if the green is good, they'll be there. And the tournament <laughs> final... <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. The I, I hate the bus every bubble, but that, that, that's the truth. Though, if the money's good, you can love wrestling as much as you can want. You can say it. You can say you bleed. You love this business, but when it comes down to brass tacks, yeah, it's about the green paper. Well, it's also speculation as to where they're going to ultimately end up. FTR. So rumor is they want to go back to the E. So we'll see if that actually happens because I guess they did not like their time there under Vince. Now with rumors of him uh, returning, one could only imagine what they're thinking now. Exactly. Get those colorful suits ready. Yeah. 
Maybe they would make fun of it and uh, start doing the shaving the back uh, segments again. And <laughs> uh, the icy, the icy yeah, ass, right. <laughs> In the tournament final to crown the inaugural New Japan World Television Champion, Zack Saber Jr. defeated Renya Narita to win the title in a very good match. Uh, after the match, TMDK came out and requested Saber to join them as their leader. And he accepted. He put their shirt on and he walked out with them. Uh, never open uh, weight championship match. Tama Tonga defeated Carl Anderson. Of course, Carl Anderson uh, now, currently, back with the WWE. He had uh, no-showed an event, uh, what, the night that they returned. They showed up in uh, him and Gallo's return the night that he was supposed to be defending the title. So he's gone back here to uh, to defend it. Yeah, he was coming back to seal the deal. He was uh, supposed to wrestle. Um, I forgot his name. What was his name? The, the tall guy. Uh, what the hell is somebody his name? Somebody about to rip, rip me apart. Um, he was supposed to have a schedule appearance for him. And um, what happened was Crown Jewels happened the same night. So, yeah. oh, what the hell is this? Um, Jesus Christ, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, he was going to have that happen, and obviously um, it didn't. And, but he did uh, did his commitment later on and had the match later on down the line, I think like a month or two, and defended the title. But this was the agreement right here when he came to Tokyo Dome to face Tamatanga, and Tamatanga grabbed the never open weight championship in a very stiff match. <laughs> and uh, became the new never open weight champion. Yeah, uh, hang on, I'm trying to find it right here, and I'm trying to Lance Archer. The Lance Archer is what you're referring to, no? Mm, it was the other tall guy. That's uh, Tamatanga. I think it's his brother or cousin. Uh, Tonga Loa. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All he was, right. He, yeah. he was supposed to defend the title against him and. Uh, he didn't that night, but he did later on, and he defeated him. And uh, but this was Tamatanga night. Uh, let's see. Where's my notes? Oh, Kenny Omega and uh, Will Osprey. Kenny won the United States Championship, uh, the IWGP United States Championship. I thought that this match was excellent. It was very, very, very good. Um, from what I understand, they're supposed to be setting it up for another at some point. So they didn't get in the way they actually should or could because they're trying to save it so that they do one big finale. I agree with that one, but this match alone and the year just started only five days ago. Yes. This is a, a match of a year candidate right here. Um, Kenny Omega hasn't lost a step. And uh, Will Ospreay, we already know what he could do. We've seen what he could do domestically um, against Orange Cassidy at Forbidden Door. And um, even before that, we knew what he could do before that. But right. these two went at it out there for over 30 minutes and put on a instant classic. And if they going to sit there and try to top this one, I really believed them because Kenny Omega did it with Okada. 
that first match we thought was what it was, and then it was our showcase after that that became the match, probably one of the greatest matches of all time in the modern era. So this match right here was ultimate match of the year for 2023. Right now. We got to keep our notes. uh, Keep our notes now. I'm telling you, Marcel, because we weren't able to come back for. uh... We wasn't able to come back, but we're going to have notes for this one because this one. Yeah. This one made the list. I'm just going to tell you that my uh, let me. Let me see if I can even find that. Uh, my I know my tag team match of the year was the Briscoes and FTR. That's yes. what I can do off memory. That I, I that I said that I said that was absolutely the best match uh, tag team match I've seen. Uh, I don't remember what I considered my match of the year. I'd have to go back and find my notes, but I just want to throw that out there. Now I agree with the tag team. Or the the tag team match of the year was actually that it was either that or um um FTR versus the. Uh, what do you call it? Um, Aussie Break Ice. Oh, Aussie Open. Yeah. Yeah, that was a classic as well. Um, them versus the Bucks. Yeah, that was a good um, classic. Yeah. There was a lot of good tag team matches. There's a lot of good that happened in 2022. So 2023, I can only imagine. Sleeper year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, of course, there was the IWGP Championship, World Heavyweight Championship, Okada. Now two-time champion, defeated Jay White. The only thing I have to say, this is a very good matchup, by the way. The only thing I uh, have to say about this is I'm sorry. That is Okada had... a two-time champion? Girl. Yes. This is his second time winning the title. Yes. Is it? Yes. That can't be. I mean, I could look it up. I'm going to look it up. So. Um, as I was I'm saying, sorry, I, I just I, I, I could because I could have sworn I seen him win at the Garden. Uh, and I then, believe. Hang on. Uh, da, 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 da. Um, the only thing he, that I, I felt bad that they went on after Kenny and Osprey. Oh, it, listen, it was WrestleMania 18 all over again. WrestleMania 18 and WrestleMania 25 all over again. It was a fantastic they, match, but it was not nearly as good as the sub, the, uh, the, um, you know the 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 second main event. That's all I got to say. Nah, it wasn't, and you know it's it's always it's terrible for that to happen. But um, somebody has to do it. Okay, and... so what I'm about to read to you. So there's a difference. Okay, apparently the uh, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship is two times. He's held the IWGP Heavyweight Championship five times. I don't know the what the difference. I can't. I'm just going by what they said, and I just remember when watching the show, they put an emphasis on two times. They kept saying it over and over. If I could, if you really want me to study it, I could study it right now and tell you. No, you have to study it. But I just don't understand what's the difference what, because the world not in here. Like- yeah, that's uh, all right. So the IWGP Heavyweight Championship was. Uh, established June 12th, 1987, and d- retired in 2020, March 4th, 2021. I remember so, the belt uh, being retired. I remember that. Yeah. So the I'm guessing that the world title, let me go over here. Da, da, da. See, this is making me do homework now. I'm live on the. So, and then the. <laughs> the I'm lost. I was like, hold up, I could have sworn. Now, the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship was uh, established March 1st, and I think it has something to do with the design of some sort. So uh, I'm going to do the homework, and then I'm going to bring it back uh, 
next week. So that's fine. Take your time. Don't 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 give yourself. A no, I'm definitely. I just, I just I'm going to stick I was like, hold but, up, like, yeah, they're considered two different titles, I believe. So, uh, yeah, they're considered two different titles, but which I do find interesting and weird. So, but I know that watching throughout the show, they kept saying that it was his second reign uh, or post when he won the match. Okay, I take it. Yeah. That's See. their history, not mine. Oh, I mean, <laughs> if if Vince could change the history, so could uh, New Japan. Of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. Make so us Phil look Bar- stupid. So, uh, Phil Baroni, you know about this story? No, shoot. All right, former UFC fighter Phil Baroni arrested for allegedly killing his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, we talk so, about MMA. I mean, I, I did. Uh, we I do know about Dana White slapping his wife. Yeah, and, so it's, um, a, it's an interesting week for MMA. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting week. So, uh, let me get into this Baroni story, then we could talk some Dana White. Uh, yep. Apparently, uh, former UFC Pride and Strike Force fighter and occasional pro wrestler. I guess he fought, he wrestled for uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport, and he had another couple matches. Uh, he was arrested for allegedly killing his girlfriend in San, for, San Fernando, Mexico. Uh, I guess first reported by the Mexican news outlet, then TMZ, the incident was said to have happened Jan, uh, January 1st in a hotel room following a fight over alleged infidelity the woman was said to be of mexican origin both were said to be under the influence of drugs and alcohol or said it stated police found the woman unresponsive in bed with bruises and blows all over her head and naked body and noticed baroni's hands were red uh he's being held in judge or in jail and waiting uh sentencing and he reportedly told local police that he told her to take a shower after she uh, told him that she had slept with another man. And then she refused and he forced her into the shower, told the cops that uh, she injured her head and body during that. And obviously it did not match up. Uh, he went out to go get uh, beer and cigarettes and came back and found her dead, wrapped her in a blanket and came back and found her dead. So, it's a lot of uh, weirdness here. Kind of reminds me of another story that we uh, learned about a pro wrestling legend from many, many moons ago. Jimmy is Superfly Snooker. Yes, it's very similar. And um, prayers and thoughts to the family of that person, their girlfriend. And um, hopefully justice will be served for this this tragic situation. So I guess uh, we can talk a little Dana White and then uh, move forward. This motherfucker, pardon my language. Now my episode. Yeah, yeah. This guy, his wife, mind you, he. I guess they were arguing in a bar, also mm-hmm. in Mexico. She uh, she went to walk away. He grabbed her. She slapped him, and then he smacked her two times in the face. Caught on video. By TMZ, he comes on uh, TMZ, does an interview, says there's no excuse, you know, that they admitted it to the children. They just, uh, basically their main concern is the children. So they uh, confronted the children with this. This guy's a public figure, the the, mm-hmm. the, the face of the Ultimate Fighting Championships. What do you think is going to, I mean, 
stuff like this does not lay quiet. You know what I mean? Um, it's not good for business. It's not. But before I say what I'd say, and I'm going to say it uh, very professionally. Okay. And you could at me at Showtime Marcel. All I have to say is the color of my skin right here, if that person would have did it, it would have been all over the news outlets. You're right. They would have they would have fried this guy under the red light, his sponsor way. They would have did possible criminate this guy. Happen. We're here. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. See, hear talk about Dana White and put the truth out there, and then all of a sudden I get frozen. You see? So, all right. This guy slaps his wife on TMZ. And I just found out this morning. The reason I found out uh, the morning that I did, um, it just popped up on the feed. And I was like, oh, this man really slapped his wife. And it's on TMZ. Yeah. But it wasn't like national known. Like it wasn't like, okay, well, Dana White slapped his wife. Like I had to find out through other wrestling outlets. And then yep. I looked at the video. I was like, oh, okay. But it's it is it's it's disgusting. Um, I'm not gonna say that not all couples don't get in a fight, they do. But yeah. um people are gonna argue. That's just people nature. gonna argue, it's it's gonna happen, but I'm just gonna put it out there. Well, the person of my color, you know, usually when I'm on this show, I don't talk about race diversity. I try to stay away from no controversial topics because this is a, a a safety space for us to talk about professional wrestling. Right. But if Dana White was my color, he would have got crucified. It would have been all over news outlets twenty times. Yeah. I haven't heard, I haven't heard anything. I haven't seen anything unless you really search it. But he did have a slap show on TBS that's supposed to be advertised. It's been advertised for the last two weeks. They have pulled everything as we talk about Dynamite in a minute. I did not see no advertisement for this show at all. So that is the right direction to do um, because you don't need to advertise this guy right now. It's just he, he slapped his wife and he slapped the woman on the camera. He got caught and it's time for the consequences for this dude. To, to pay just like everybody else pay when they do stuff on camera Absolutely. or behind the scenes. Absolutely. So this show, the, the slap uh, fest, whatever it's called, is actually pulled? It's not. It wasn't. That's another thing, too. Like I said, it wasn't announced that it was pulled. They just didn't do mm-hmm. no advertisements Quiet because and... obviously he was on a commercial. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Well, because I know that there was question of whether it was still going to air because he apparently, I'm not, you know, not only the commercials, but he's all over this. It was already pre Yes, yes he's all over it. So, so. we're going to see whether they're going to sit here and put this up or not. They didn't advertise it uh, right. Wednesday on Dynamite. So that was some of the sign that was going to go down. But we, I just wonder what's going to happen with UFC because you got Disney involved with UFC, you got ESPN yeah. that's involved in, in UFC. It's just the same topic as Vince McMahon. 
you got all these sponsorships, all these advertisements, and you know, you just you can't have somebody as that figurehead in the black eye of that company. So right. um, we shall see. Yep. Do you hear the news about the no compete clause? Yes, I heard that has uh, they have put a bill in that they are about to vanish that for independent contractors. Correct. Let me uh, say here this. Uh, I, re- I read this on comicbook.com today, by the way, who just basically reshares articles from the Observer and PW Insider and such. So, WWE's standard contracts for the wrestlers include a no compete clause where the wrestler cannot work for any other major wrestling organization for 90 days. But it appears that that might be outlawed in the near future, according to a new proposal from the Federal Trade Commission. The FTC announced Thursday that a ban on non-competes has been proposed, citing it uh, suppresses wages, hampers innovation, and blocks entrepreneurs for starting new businesses before noting it could potentially increase wages up to $300 billion per year and expanded opportunities for 30 million U.S. citizens. The FTC voted 3-1 to one to publish its notice of proposal rulemaking, the first step in potentially making no-compete contracts illegal and voiding that stipulation from all current contracts, whether or not this could affect the WWE and other pro wrestling organizations remains to be seen as wrestlers are typically operate as independent contractors rather than employees. You yeah. shall see. Now it's going to change the game now because you get released or you decide to quit. There's no 90 days. Yeah. The 90 day clause I always thought was a bunch of garbage. Uh, you know, and Vince started putting him that in after what it was Nash and Hall had left and showed up on TV their following Thanks week or whatnot. Yeah. yeah. So uh, people were just showing up in WCW. So, um, which I always thought it was a bunch of garbage to begin with. It just, yeah, these it guys sit at, yeah, these guys sit at home for 90 days, can't go to New Japan, can't work. Uh, w, or not that WCW is in existence, but, uh, that other one, AEW, TNA, whatever. Yeah, their stock go down within those ninety days. That's the messed up part, though. Exactly. People, you sit at home for ninety days. People are going to forget about you, and then some of these guys come back with different names or their real names, and it just doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. So let's get through AEW Dynamite. So before we talk about Dynamite, what you thought of the upgrade of the entranceway? You know, the funny part about this is I was watching it. I didn't even realize it until somebody tweeted it out. <laughs> That's how close I was paying attention to the. I was like, oh, shit. There's just one entrance now. Not. Uh... <laughs> um, what are we doing? <laughs> hey, what dude. Doing? When you get home and start the show at 11 o'clock at night. I mean, <laughs> um, it was. It was <laughs> It was uh, it was very good actually. It it wasn't uh, terrible looking at all. I mean, I didn't mind it. I the other one that they had, they've had for four years. You know what I mean? I think it was time to change it up. Yeah, it, it was. Um, it looked more. It looked more like a big production right now with it yeah. uh, with the entranceway. Um, I like the Titan Tron or you know whatever you want to call it. 
Yeah, and then now that um, I don't, I forgot what his name was. I'm forgetting a lot of names here, but I know Tony Khan hired somebody that was uh, producing NXT was next in line for Kevin Dunn. Right, I know who you're referring to. That guy just got just came in. I forgot just his name. Yeah, it was only within the last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. So this show right here was was going to look different, and uh, he's part of it as well. But as as we go along with uh, this dynamite, which was a brand new era, as they call it, I have seen certain difference with uh, the production of AEW since they hired this guy. Is is this little difference that I have seen that they wasn't doing before? So that was a good pickup for AEW. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we started with Jericho coming down, correct? <laughs> is that yeah? Yep. It's we amazing. start hot. Yeah, we do. No matter how much of a heel this guy is, the crowd is always going to sing along to that damn song. And that's why he can't legit be a heel the way he is. Yeah. Because it would have been great if he changed his theme song, but he's not going to do that. So, I mean, that would be the truly heel move at this point. That would be. Right? Um, he took on uh, Ricky Starks. Now, I tweeted out last night, I truly believe... Now, call me crazy. Ricky Starks is going to be the next level big star. Like, he's going to be, he reminds me of that Attitude Era star, like The Rock or Stone Cold. Like, he's going to be a big star, I think, like a household name star. Call me crazy. Tell me I'm wrong. But I think that guy's got it. You're correct. Yeah. Nah, he, he does got the it. He had a great showing a few weeks ago against MJF for the AEW championship. Um, this guy can talk. This guy yeah. has the look. This guy mm-hmm. knows how to work the camera. He knows how to do everything that a star can do. And um, this opening right here with Chris Jericho was great, especially yeah. for the crowd that was there in Seattle, watching their debut in Seattle. And um, Ricky Starks came out with the wind with the spear. On Chris Jericho, which is on a he's on a losing streak himself, but this was shocking and it was a much deserved win with Ricky Starks. Yeah, I was surprised because you know you never know where Jericho's gonna go, wherever he's gonna lay down, or whether ever he's gonna, you know, do yeah. what he's got to do because it's, it's uh it's unpredictable these days. Because um, for a while he wasn't put, not to be rude, but you know he wasn't putting a lot of guys over for a while. So. Yeah, he wasn't. Um, now I guess he knows he has to start pushing stars, and Ricky Starks was one of them. But he did get his deed at the end as they attacked, and then action Andretti. We didn't talk about that with his one, two, three kid upset a few weeks ago <laughs> on um, Chris Jericho. But he got his face burned last week and was told not to ever come back by Chris Jericho. He came back with the chair and tagged JAS until he got low blowed and Hager. Destroy Ricky Starks, put him through the table. And um, this was a good opening segment for Dynamite. Brand new Dynamite. Yeah, I thought it was, like I said, I think that um, I said that uh, Ricky Starks is going to be that next, like he has potential to become the mainstream star. And it feels like, I feel right now that uh, AEW is grooming him for that position, especially having him go over on uh, Jericho. 
yeah, that was that was a very big feat for him, and uh, hopefully more things to come. And like I said, you're starting to see the difference now. They're starting to push certain stars. They trying to they they definitely highlighting their homegrown talents now, and that's a good thing. And and that's a good uh, step forward for this company. Uh, let's see. Hang on. We got the uh, the. What do you think about the uh, tag title match that we had here? Oh, before we get there, we did have Hangman Page. Oh, the promo was before that. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm Moxley. Um, yeah. What's your thoughts? I'm, I don't yeah, want to see these two again. I don't want to see him again. What? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I thought you were gonna say something good. You said literally, no. I don't want to see them again. Listen, <laughs> that's the best. I was really, I was really big on both these guys for a very long time, especially Hangman. I thought he was going to be like next level star. Uh, Moxley, I'm just kind of bored with. I don't see Moxley's supposed to be on vacation. I don't understand why he's still there. Yeah. He's supposed to have vacation after all. I don't think he does. He know. Does he does he know how to take a vacation? That's the other question. Well, he had a planned vacation so. until the brawl out happened. Now all of a sudden, he don't forgot he have he had vacation. Um, take it up with his wife. I don't. That's, that's crazy. I don't understand that. You just sat here and said you supposed to have vacation after all out, and then all of a sudden you got pulled back in, which is fine. Things happen, but I, well, I, 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 I want to ask you this question need too. Yeah, 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 they need him, but they don't need him now. I mean, everything's slowing now. But the thing is, yeah. uh, I, there's another question I want to ask you too. Do you think Hangman momentum went down once CM Punk brutally destroyed him at All Out? I think his momentum was down before that. I think his momentum was down during his title reign. Like, I just there was there was he was not doing much for me. I don't think like as much as I wanted to see him get that strap because I was like, yeah, man, he deserved it. I thought he should have gotten it a lot earlier. Um, and I just, once he got it, I just felt like, okay, this guy does not know how to be a champion or present himself as a champion and convince others. He's a champion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially his promos and his matches. I'm like, I mean, he sat there wrestling Danielson and it just looked like he was struggling to get through that match. He didn't look like he can actually sit there and work that match. So, yeah, it was certain uh, levels. I did see that. And then. His match with Adam Cole wasn't delivering the way it's supposed to. Yeah. Um, then he really didn't do that much TV appearances like that. Yeah, it's, um, once he got the title, he seemed to fade out a lot. Like he wasn't there. You know, you don't have to wrestle every single week as a champion. You know what I mean? Sure. You got to make your presence known. Ric Flair at least came out, worked. Uh, uh, you know, he he might not have wrestled every single week, but he came out and cut a kick-ass promo every single week. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, even recently with Moxley, Moxley, even when he yeah. had a title, he was on every week cutting promo, doing something. He was doing something. It's just with uh with Paige, it just once he got that belt, I wasn't convinced anymore. You know what I mean? It's just like he lost a lot of his shine. I understand. Yeah. And no Moxley, heat, no heat here, brother. <laughs> and Moxley, you know, I thought literally when, when I said this years ago. Uh, when he was Dean Ambrose in WWE, when the Shield were still together, I said, this guy is going to be the future of the WWE. 
So mind you, they split them up, and who's like the one that they don't pay as much attention to is Moxley or Ambrose, mm-hmm. whatever, you know. And of course, he got disenchanted and fucking went over to AEW. Great, man, that's awesome. So he's gonna have his opportunity, but he's over there, and he just seems like this. There's just something, and I don't want to quote Jim Cornette at all because <laughs> I'll catch heat. But it's just that. He just, once he's over there, now mind you, in the beginning, probably the first year or so that he was there, I was convinced. But after a while, I'm just like, this guy's just not doing it for me. He's not keeping me interested at all. There's nothing. Anytime he comes out on TV, I'm just like, yeah, fuck, here he comes again. (laughs) But (laughs) I know laugh, but, you know, I like. I never got sick of watching Brian Danielson. I've been following yeah. the guy for over 20 years. You know, it's just like, all right, man, he's going to have this great match. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit later with mm-hmm. a match that I want to talk about. Or Sam but, Punk. Or, or, yeah, yeah, Punk I never really got sick of. Uh, Flair, you know, obviously he just, it was his age that got you. That, mm-hmm. so, but, but you know, there's certain guys that you just never get tired of watching. And then there's those guys that you're just like, oh, Jesus, here he comes again. <laughs> that, that's, that's how I feel about him. I agree. I hear a lot of that. Um, I think the only thing that don't uh, go well with Moxley is because it's a lot of blood, and he just, always it's just it's just some street fight type gig, and it's not wrestling like it's supposed to be. Um, you know, like we ain't go fast forward, but we got MJF as a champion now. And that match they had with Ricky Starks a few weeks ago was real good. Yeah. It was real good. It was it was a breath of fresh air. And um, hopefully going forward, we have some some champions that really will fulfill their spot in this company. And uh, I agree with you. Moxley is a very, I won't say uh, controversial, but a very pol- polarizing uh, character for yeah. AEW. But you cannot deny the fact that he has held his company on his back for the last few months. No, you're, absolutely, you're absolutely correct. But the thing with him is he likes a lot of that deathmatch stuff and does yeah. likes to, like you said, he likes to bleed. So he likes to go out there and do crazy stuff and certain things that I'm just not into. And that just kind of like turned me off with the guy. It's just so I just no, I agree. Lose, lose complete interest in watching him. Not that, you know. I don't know what his obsession with you know bleeding is with every match. He's gonna he's gonna have the same forehead as Abdullah the Butcher, and you know you're gonna be able to stick quarters in the slots. Yep, absolutely. So, so yeah, that's that's we, my opinion. He thought it's from. Yeah. Did I lose you again? You keep going in and out. Uh-huh. Okay. What do I think of his promo? Yeah. Hold on. Uh-huh. I think we're having some technical difficulties. Repeat that one more time. I think so too. I said what we thought of his promo, uh the the this segment yeah. between these two in general. Yeah. Like I said, neither of them do it for me. So I like literally there's certain <laughs> things on wrestling shows. There's things on wrestling shows like if you just, you know, you don't care about the or there's certain guys that, that just don't make you care anymore. You're going to tune out. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just going to you're going to tune out. You're just going to be like, all right. And then when they come back from a commercial or boom, something else comes out. All right, good. You're back in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
this is that's exactly what this like did it for me. Like I just kind of like tuned out and stopped paying attention to it. Well, as you tuned out, <laughs> I'm sure you did tune in to this tag team match that really uh was real good. I enjoyed it. I thought this was a great match. I thought it was a great match. I I think the acclaimed are a really great young tag team. Uh they deserve these titles. They've worked hard over the last couple of years. Um, I love Jarrett and Lethal as a team. No, everybody knows I'm a huge Jeff Jarrett fan. So just say this. They won the tag titles before the match got restarted. I thought it was amazing. And I'm like, I did. And the thing that I said, I said, this is going to be the best. They're going, I said, Lethal and Jarrett are going to be the best heel team right now. People are going to hate this. They're going to go fucking crazy. And that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. People to react. I said, this is going to be great. What the fuck happens? They come out 30 seconds later, they restart the goddamn match, and the acclaim walk away with the titles. That's the best part. Yeah. I like the fact that Jared and uh, Lethal had them for at least 30 seconds. And I was like, you know, them walking around, give it for them for a week. Them walking around with the titles for a week, uh, talking shit, cutting promos online, it'd be great. It's gold. Listen, this this whole program with these these four has been great. It, with, with the freestyles, with Jeff Jarrett in the rap video, and everything else, Karen Jarrett being talked about, Kurt Angle doing a cameo of uh, having Kurt Angle's wife, basically, and all the back and forth on podcasts. This whole program has been great. It has been a a underrated. Pro, uh, program that everybody didn't want, but now we love. I enjoyed this tag match. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Uh, I'm just going to skip right to the next match. Uh, no promo. I don't think the promos were anything worth. I don't think. No, nah, it wasn't. I'm, I'm just going to give a spoiler alert that they basically would sit here uh, having uh, um, Soraya, Soraya, yeah, Soraya um, yep. figure out who was her partner was. And we figured it out. She said that it was Tony Storm. And actually, Sheeta has a problem with it. So we shall see who's going to be the mystery partner or is it going to be Tony Storm. Those were the promos that really went down. So, yeah, we can't skip them. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so this is what I, when I was saying that uh, about Brian Danielson before. I always look forward to seeing the matches. No matter who's wrestling. This is the best three-minute match ever. I was going to say. <laughs> that I love Tony Nese too. I think this guy could go. Yeah. So I'm sitting here like, dude, these two in the ring is going to be fucking phenomenal. The shit went three minutes. Okay. Basically, Danielson dominated like 80% of the damn match. You can't tell me this was the best three minutes. I'm saying it was a very good match. Yes. I think Tony Nese sold like a motherfucker. <laughs> he, he got some stuff in. I give it. Yeah, to him. he did. No, he did. He definitely did, because he was he had Danielson in the corner for a bit and then missed the knee. But yeah, he did get some stuff in. I love Tony Neesman. I think that yeah. guy's great. Another Tony New Neesman. England guy, by the way. So, um, sorry, I got to throw that in there for our New England peeps. So, um, I think it was great, dude. And um, I love this match, even though it was like the three minutes. But I just wish this this could have been a match that would have gone 10 to 15 minutes and they could have put on a clinic. That's just my opinion. I mean, it could have went that way. MJF didn't have a whole talking talk segment, yeah. which, which I continue to, to, to watch every week. I like MJF. MJF could talk. I think I that, talk, yes, you're right. Too much. He could talk. I thought the back and forth 
uh, chatter between the two was phenomenal. I think that he uh, was making Danielson making fun of his mother was great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and the uh, funny part is the uh, don't his parents have a character where they actually hate him and they they'll go online on uh, social media and they'll call in to bust it open and such. Uh, so that's the funny part. Yeah, that MJF well actually, yeah, MJF actually looked like he was kind of upset about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you know, as MJF went along, he wants uh, Brian Danielson to wrestle all the way February eighth every week and win his matches to become number one contender. And Brian Danielson was saying he'll wrestle with whenever he wants. But then MJF was like, he controls everything. He's the champion. And Brian Danielson was like, okay, I'll go with your game, but you go go with mine. So now, as he go on through these matches all the way to February 8th, if he goes through all of them, he will challenge MJF at Revolution in a 60-minute Ironman match. You think MJF can do 60 minutes? I think he can if... He adds entertainment to it because as you rewind back when it was John Cena versus Randy Orton for an hour, I didn't imagine that they could do an hour, but they did an hour. But they did some shenanigans to make that hour. So I kind of see this one as being a shenanigan the whole hour because um, Brian Danielson could go the whole hour with no problem as well documented. But we have not seen MJF do it. So I kind of see some shenanigans happen. The dude is in phenomenal shape. but he's, He is he, in phenomenal he, shape. He's gotten way more cut than he used to be. But the thing is, can he? does he have the cardio to go for that 60 minutes? And that matters. You could yeah. be cut as all you want. But cardio matters. Yeah. You know. You know. I know. Half an hour was tough. Yeah. I was gonna tell you that, so I can imagine the hour. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Swerve Strickland defeated AR Fox. Uh, this oh. was another quick match as well. Yeah. Another good. Another good quick match. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Swerve is up there. He's getting up there. I like this guy a lot. I mean, I've always liked Swerve Strickland, but uh, good to see AR Fox on TV every week. Mm-hmm. And then now that. Uh, you could tell who the real star of Hit Row was. I'm just go put it out there. At me at Showtime Marcel. Um, Swerve Strickland has continued to show his A factor. There you go. All right. So uh, let's see. Prior to the, let's see. Uh, they did the pri- best of seven recap. They uh, Prior to the next match, Tony Savani gave condolences to Dustin Rhodes. Yes, Dustin Rhodes' mother had passed. Uh, yes, it was yesterday, the day before. So, mm-hmm. uh, condolences to Dustin and uh, his family. Absolutely. And uh, Jade Cargo and Red Velvet defeated Sky Blue and Kira Hogan. I don't really got much myself to think about this match, <laughs> but I know, I know. I do. I understand. Your opinion? You got anything to say? I don't got an opinion. Jade Cargo right. is continuing to to be dominant with the TBS Championship. And she's basically, um, I guess she's feuding with Red Velvet. I guess I guess that's coming soon. So we shall see. But we do have a rematch at Battle of the Belts 5 between the Acclaim versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. No holes barred this Friday. 
Yeah, I'm predicting the acclaimed walking out with that title. I'd be surprised if it went the other way. I'd be surprised too. But I'll pop for sure if it if it happens. I know you will. I know. <laughs> I'm going to text you as if it happens. I will. You know what? I'll pop too because you know what? <laughs> Jeff Jarrett is the is like he is the the MVP, the unsung MVP of 2022 and 2023. I don't think he gets enough credit for his history and his. Uh, for his dedication to to and for all he's done in the sport of professional wrestling, nah, to be honest with you, because nah. I think a lot of people, and I'm not trying to say anything bad, but some people look at him as like a lackey or like a you know he's the promoter's kid or you know he's that horseman that nobody talks about or you know just something. There's always something there, like you know he. Uh, or the guy that held up Vince for what a hundred thousand dollars in royalties or something like that. And mm. so you know, there's always something that that people just don't like. And uh I think Jeff Jarrett is was a phenomenal performer in his day. Phenomenal and uh he's in great shape Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Him now, he's still killing it out there. Mm-hmm. He did a tour of the Indies where what did he wrestle? He wrestled Effie uh and at, at a GCW show, which I thought um, he did really well in so, mm-hmm. and uh, all the stops. Yeah, he had a phenomenal 2022. It was like 57 years old, something like that. How many something 57 like year? How many 57 year olds are out there pulling it out like that? Not like that. Not looking yeah. like that either. Exactly. Uh, let's see. We had, of course, Joe Samoa Joe, no longer the king of television. Darby Allen defeats Samoa Joe for the AEW uh, TNT title. This match was real good. It had that uh, that Vader Sting vibe. Yeah. It, yeah, it had that. It had that vibe. They got great chemistry, and this was the right decision to have uh, Darby Allen win in his hometown, become the two-time TNT champion. Yeah. This is a very good match. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, let's see. I don't got much else to uh bring up here today, so that was AEW Dynamite. Yes, it was. It yeah. was a great week of wrestling, a yeah. little uh great start to 2023, and we got more. We got 11 more months to go, <laughs> and <laughs> I ain't rushing, but 11 more months to go of great wrestling that we. And news is always news every week. So there's news. You're gonna hear about the news. Trust me. It's, it's gonna be news. So yeah. stay tuned, and uh, we will be around for it. We will talk about it. Um, God willing, we'll all be here, and uh, yeah. we'll take care of business. Absolutely. Uh, not much going on in the local independent scene as of right now. So uh, for you Connecticut, New Jersey, New York fan uh, folks, uh, you know, stay tuned. Check out the website because uh, I'll post some stuff there. Uh, hasn't been updated in a while, but I'm going to start posting a lot of the local events coming up soon. So, uh, so yeah, check it out. Uh, don't forget to check us out all on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm looking at it. I'm trying to keep up. Uh, go. Check us out on TikTok because you're going to see tons of clips uh, of our, uh, you know, our, our past episodes. And uh, that's it. Um, don't forget uh, next week uh, I've got Bull Dread on the show. So uh, okay. don't forget that. That's going to be his fourth. And apparently he says he's not holding back. There's a lot to talk about. So uh, in, in February, Tom Burke, uh, historian, 
is coming on. So, Marcel, you have any announcements or anything you want to talk about before we get out of here? Nope. <laughs> All right. <then>. Nope. <laughs> All right, then. Well, uh, don't forget to check us out, folks. Have a great night. See you later.